Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh, and I am Kylie. And on today's episode, Minisode, man, I'm messing up almost every time. We talk about Francis Ha. All right, Francis Ha is. Number 18 on the list. Number 18 on the list is where it comes in. Why are we talking about it? Well, you see, we did the top 10. Well, so the top 10 that we hadn't talked about. And then Kylie and I each got to pick a film that was we thought we should talk about. Um, because it was representative in some way of the decade, or we just want to talk about it, say it's one of the best. And I picked Noah Baumbach's 20... 13 film, though 2012 is what Letterboxd says, of Francis Ha. This film stars uh, Greta Gerwig and Adam Driver and other folks. Yep, that's, that's who this film stars. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> I found this movie um, not when it was in theaters, actually. Uh, it played... I lived in Seattle at the time, and it played even very briefly there. Um, it was on Netflix maybe two a year or two later, and I found it, and I fell in love with it. I watched it, and I bawled, and then I watched it again. And then Anne finally came home, and she told me that I couldn't watch it for a third time because she didn't want to watch it. It was too bad. Um, and I think this is a movie that I fell in love with very quickly. Um, and I, it just is for a time in my life. And I think a time in a lot of folks' life it is just kind of relatable, um, about just trying to figure out how to live life without messing up every single choice you make. There you go. That is my initial thoughts on Francis Ha. Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. I don't dislike this film. I know that Anne and John hate it. John doesn't hate it. John just can't watch it. It's too real. And and Anne hasn't finished it. Or started it. She's seen it in the room and said it's not her thing. She put it on yesterday. Did she? Yeah. Oh. That's (laughs) impressive. Yeah, she sat down and accidentally hit the play button and continued to play. Okay, yes. Alright, nice. Uh, tell me your thoughts. I don't know, I don't relate to it. However, I know a lot of people in my life who uh, I clearly see in these characters, so I have uh, empathy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. Oh, that's it? That's, 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 that's your... <laughs> great, okay. <laughs> uh, it feels realistic. I'm watching people struggle through their life. Uh... I don't. Uh, Francis Ha as a character is someone who I find awkward, and I probably wouldn't be friends with. I mean, fair. She's mean. She can be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think what I what Francis Ha does really well, and and this maybe speaks a little bit bigger to Noah Baumbach and inherently than Greta Gerwig. Um, I think that he presents people like real characters and real people and the Noah Baumbach film or films that you end up relating to or connecting to I think ends up being really personal because he makes a lot of film about uh 
neurotic intellectual New Yorkers. And it depends on which one of his neurotic intellectual New Yorkers that you glom onto and that you like and or don't like. Um, and or there. I think... Ah, uh, yes, the Meyerowitz stories. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mistress America's also pretty good. It is. I like Mistress America a lot. Um, Mistress America, I think, makes the, the 2010s list, but it's much lower. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Francis Ha, for me, why that's... It's my uh, go-to Bombach film is I think that this is his first, um screenwriting collaboration with Greta Gerwig and I think her voice comes through really clear here and I think what Baumbach brings to it is he brings his sense I think Baumbach always has a real sense of humanity to his films he um really likes to explore people in stressful situations and how they respond to them and uh, with Frances her stressful situation is life life in general um and how do you grow up how do you start making adult choices? When do you give up on your dream? How do you change that dream? Um, when do you need to start making healthy choices in your life? And how do you start to make those healthy choices? And that includes relationships, re- career, uh, finances, all of the above. And that feels really real and that feels really relevant to I I want to say to me because I will just say to because that is my personal experience with it but I think that it will hit home for a lot of millennials I think this film hits um real hardcore for them just because it deals with struggles in the same way that other films of the past year my my recent letterbox review for this movie says it's clerks for millennials um, because like Clerks is for I think Gen X, it is for that generation that, that that's kind of struggling after the baby boomers, trying to figure out what life is and all those things there. And this feels really similar in the fact that it's a character who's just trying to figure out how to live her everyday life, and her conversations are as mundane as those ones there, especially with Benji, the Adam Driver's roommate, who like they just pontificate about all kinds of nonsense for long periods of time, and then it's very clear that that then becomes unhealthy and unhelpful for Francis in her relationship, and then even when that character then moves on from that point of his life, you know, she continues to be stuck in her ways and in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to me that's like to to pivot a little bit to the why, um, why I picked this film, why I think it's representative, and why it's even it's it's eighteen. It is pretty high on the list as is. Um, I think it's because it speaks to a generation in a way that a lot of films don't necessarily. Um, in other ways, and this is not surprising. We talked about Lady Bird earlier. This feels like. This was the when I rewatched him, this was the first time that I watched Lady Bird before I watched Francis Ha. And in a lot of ways, this just feels like 
like we're catching up with Ladybird, but ten years later. Like it's a lot of the same characteristics of a person, of a people. Um, Greta Gerwig's parents play Francis Haw's parents in this movie. They go to Sacramento. It feels like it's literally a direct, like that's how autobiographical both of those films are in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Do you have thoughts? This film's weird. <laughs> Why is it weird? I it was it was one of those films that as I was watching it I okay I gotta try and tiptoe kindly <laughs> there as I was watching I wasn't really more or less hoping anything for Francis Haw like I wasn't right. hoping things would get worse or things would get better it felt like I was just I was just watching a day in the life and right. I think that there's something very naturalistic about it. Yeah. Um, but as far as connecting with it, there was just something that I, I, I didn't connect to. Um, especially with, not to say that this is what Frances Haw intended or wants in her life, but watching, watching the millennial struggle yeah. is just not something that I necessarily enjoy right. or um, even connect to as with my life I've had a lot of opportunities and so uh, I have never f I haven't yet faced uh, the struggles that Francis has and so from the outside I was like we can fix this but it, it, it I, to me, I wasn't sure if Frances Hall wanted to fix it or not. I think that's actually part of the character's internal struggle. Mm -hmm. And, like, I really, I like that that a lot, is that she does want Did I want her to fix it more than she did? She, yes, you do. And I think that where you encounter this movie in your life, and I think that's why it can be a hard film to watch for a lot of millennials or Gen Zs, because the problems are relevant to a lot of folks in the generation and even mm -hmm. you were saying like I'm empathetic towards the problems if not like experiencing them myself like you know people who have and are experiencing them mm -hmm. but I watch this movie and I'm like Francis so there's one scene in particular where she's being offered a job in her so she's a ballet dancer and she's being offered a job in her career she's an enthusiastic ballet dancer <laughs> she's not a good one correct she's being offered a job in her career but it's not the job that she wants wants and her boss and mentor is very delicately trying to tell her you're not going to make it as a dancer mm -hmm. if you want to work in this field you need to adjust and take this door that's opening for you and then figure out how you can remain in the ballet field without being a dancer and I feel like for a lot of us um I, again, I'll just talk for me, for me and my experience because as somebody who works in art as a career, where I am at currently is not where I thought I was going to be if I was going to go into this field. But it is where I went and where I'm very happy to be at because I found my actual genuine passion. And I think that Frances goes on that similar journey through this film in terms of her career 
in the way that she needs to catch up to where the audience is. We know, dude, you have to make better choices. You need to see the solutions that are in front of you and want to do them. But she needs to catch up to that. We can't do that for her. And I think that's part of the struggle with this film. And, and, and so I, I see that in a lot of ways. Yeah, and she's surrounded by a bunch of other young people that don't know, don't know crap. That's the issue. <laughs> you know when I figured out my life? It was when I had no idea in college and a professor said, you're young, you have plenty of time, don't worry. And I said, okay. And I figured it out. Yeah. Why can't someone just tell Francis you're young? It's okay. We'll figure it out. She's not. <laughs> she's not young? I mean, she is young, but I think the film... It, she's genuinely not, like, as young as you were, though. Like, I'm assuming okay. you were, like, 19 or 20 when somebody told you that. Sure, she was... Francis in this film... She was six years older than me. Francis in this film has already graduated from college and is, like, four years out and goes back to live in the dorm and be the counselor. Uh, R.A. <laughs> Sorry, the R.A. That's fine. Some people, she's still young. She's got plenty of time to figure it out. You're not wrong. She is still young and has plenty of time to figure it out. But for a person like Frances, that information is not helpful. You know what my... Because she'll remain in the cycle that she's in. Here, let me give her this advice. Yeah. Whatever you do, you need to be able to support yourself. That's good advice. That's good advice for Frances. Yeah, that's what my parents told me. And I said, okay, let me get this degree that I have no idea what to do with. And we'll figure it out from there. Well, and I think that um, Frances's moment is where, like, her parents can't help her anymore. Like, she's done, like, she, the worst decision she can ever make is go to Paris on a credit card. Mm -hmm. Like, oh gosh. And then I think she just kind of, like, the life forces her to figure out what she has to do. And then I think she becomes happy and satisfied with that. And I, and I really appreciate that like, that's what the, the arc of this movie is. It's not more or less than that. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, Noah Baumbach, I think, is an interesting figure of the decade. Because he starts out making smaller independent films and then gets hooked up with Netflix and has a really turbulent relationship with Netflix because he would prefer his films get released in the theaters. And they say, <laughs> you're not Martin Scorsese. No. Um, and so uh, the only reason why he gets them out there is because of a fan base that helps him do that. And then like Marriage Story is uh, something that they have they have Oscar hopes for. So then they do that. Um, but his decade is, he's got a lot of them, um, his non-documentary, non-documentary films, because he's got one doc in this, this, um, De Palma, De Palma. yeah, uh, Greenberg, Francis Ha, While We're Young, Mistress America, The Meyerowitz Stories, and Marriage Story, which I think is a good decade, I think it's probably his most culturally relevant decade. Because, like, before that, he kind of like, pops up with, like, Kicking and Screaming and, like, The Squid and the Whale. But, like, kind of is, kind of has a roller coaster of, like, just makes a lot of little littler indie films. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, his partnership with Greta Gerwig, I think, really helps her. And then allows her to parlay that into her being such a big influence on the decade as well. Yeah. 
Um, Kylie, your game is easy. How many Oscar winners are in this film? Zero. Zero. Soon to be one. Soon to be one. Yeah. Maybe soon to be two. Soon to be one. Maybe soon to be two. Soon to be one. I'm th thinking that we got some screenplay hopes here. Come on, so. Greta. Oh, Josh, I got yeah. some heartbreaks to tell you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Not win an adapted screenplay? I sure don't understand. There's all some things missed in there. We'll get there. Um. Oh, I have what beat was Francis Hall nominated for anything? No. Okay, well I don't think so. You can we can double check, but I don't think it's nominated for anything. Everything. It might have a screenplay nod. Maybe. Alright, we don't have to play my game. Yep. Alright. Alright, there we go. Alright, friends. If you want to join this conversation, and why wouldn't you? You can do so at friend of a friend podcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Leave us a five star review or any star review as well as hit that subscribe button. <laughs> That helps us get more listeners. You can also find us on Facebook at Friend of a Friend Podcast and Twitter at EWT underscore podcast. YouTube. Ducks Watch Together. Tumblers. Ducks Watch Together. Letterboxd. There we ACT and Kylie Gallisher. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Josh. I'm Kylie. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs>